so they they don't have I, any way to deal with the trash at no, all. No, they pick. They, there's a there's a p- people that pick your trash in front of your house, like every other city. Yep. But they have a landfill for it. Welcome to the Daily Coffee Pro by Mapper Forward Friends. I'm your host, Lee Safar, and this is episode four of a brilliant five-part series with Anna Vizcaino from Two Birds Coffee in Guatemala. Anna, I want to get straight to it in this episode because we have two major things that we want to talk about. And in, in we're talking about obstacles to problem-solving related to com- conservation. We want to talk about two major things here. We want to talk about water and we want to talk about deforestation. Let's start with water. Yeah. Now, in when you told me about the water situation, I could not have been prepared for the research that I found when I started looking at the issue of trash that is happening yeah. in Guatemala. So why don't you tell everybody about this situation in water? Um, there's no easy way to say this. There's no, no recording anything because we can't. No. It's a, it's a disaster. It's just yeah. a complete disaster how we manage water. Is, is We don't. We just don't do it. We just don't. It seems maybe I'm wrong, but uh, what you see is the lack of caring. There's no, they don't care about water. They don't no. see important it is everybody wants clean water but nobody wants to do the work and um water you cannot produce water so every year is less and less water because we are more and more people wanting it and we don't have clean water like the rivers are not clean i i just went to georgia to visit a friend of mine and they have a creek in front <laughs> of the house and you can drink it you can drink the water from the creek. You know, the the river that comes to this place is clean. And so, the, re- the reason Anna's so surprised, check the, the the show notes, folks, because I've, I'm going to link some videos that will help you understand. You can't, no matter how Anna describes this to you, you cannot understand what she means by yes. this water. <laughs> yes, it's, it's, yeah, you have to see it. You know, because the disaster is so bad that people live next to a river that they cannot even wash their clothes with. They cannot even use it for washing. That That's how bad it is. Yeah. The amount no. of trash, uh, like when you, when you start to look this up online, they use words like tsunami of trash. Yes. yes. <laughs> it's, it's a tsunami of trash. It's wild. It's awful. It's just awful. I mean, you go into you go in the highway in Guatemala, and you you have these volcanoes, and mm-hmm. the, the color of the sky in Guatemala is is beyond beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's blue, and then it's it's just gorgeous, right? Mm-hmm. And you have all these mountains and stuff. And if you look down, the whole highway is packed with trash. Like wow. on the side of the road, if you if you really look at it, there's plastic everywhere. It's like a a, a cover of plastic. It's the, in the the research that I was doing, the when you look at when they're tracking where the trash is coming from, they're saying that 
it's being thrown into the water or picked up by the rivers from Guatemala, Guatemala City and it's making its way downstream to other parts of the country and accumulating as these huge, huge, uh, like, as they say, tsunamis of trash. And, a lot of and, <laughs> and it's being left to other municipalities to clean it up, but they don't have uh, the right legislation to help them stop the problem from continuing to happen. So the mayors of these towns downstream are tasked with cleaning it up, but the problem has to be stopped in the first place. People need to be stopped from using these plastics in the first place and throwing them into the rivers in Guatemala City. Is that right? Yeah, and the cities, yeah, I agree with that one, but the cities, all the other cities have grown so much that they have become the same problem. Wow, okay. The, the city that is closest to me uh, is called Mazatenango, mm-hmm. which is, in in, uh, in Quiche means um, the land of the deer. Mm-hmm. We don't have deers anymore. This wow. Is, yeah. Uh, but the the amount of trash in that city is overwhelming it's wow. just that's as much as the city in guatemala because it has grown so big there's so many people and they don't have a system of trash there's no it's non-existent so they they don't have they, any way to deal with the trash at no, all no they pick it there's a there's a people that pick your trash in front of your house like every other city yep but they have a landfill for it. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Mapper Forward's first on-demand workshop, How to Become a Coffee Consultant, available now online for you to learn at your own pace with a certificate available upon completion. Click the link in the show notes to access today for just 50 euros. So what they do is um, they, they, I know this because I saw it, uh, they rent a, a piece of, of, of a farm mm-hmm. to put the trash on. So mm-hmm. they just dump the trash in there, which is, I don't know, I don't know. I'm not very good with areas or the me- measurement of an area, but I don't know, maybe the size of a house. After that trash yep, is a river. Right. So when it rains, and when in Guatemala, when it rains, it pours. It's, right. it's not just a plain thingy, you know? Right. It's, it's like a, a monsoon. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it can be hours of rain, right? Wow. So with trash, uh, when the rain falls in the, under that mountain of trash, because now it's a mountain of trash, mm-hmm. it just carries it away. To, uh-huh, it goes to the river. The same with the highway. What it happens is that it washes, the rain washes all the trash and ends in a river. That's how it is. Wow. It, now, and why the tsunamis of trash because we don't have a system and i want to ask you i know that coffee uh, david browning from enveritas came and talked to us about how they were tasked with cleaning the water in ethiopia so i know that coffee production can be very taxing on the water supply as well so it contributes to i don't want to say damaging the water but it does pollute the water yes Yes. What happens there? There are so many things that you can do. I mean, you have to change the whole system. 
You cannot do conventional coffee because it uses so much water to wash it and to do the fermentation. But with Christopher, we have done amazing stuff because not only my the 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 meal can reuse the water like three times Mm -hmm. to to for washing, Mm -hmm. we use the water three times, right? And Mm -hmm. that that is all. And I didn't invent this. This is. It's, this is in the market, okay? Mm-hmm. And with uh, Christopher, what we he did for me is the fermentation that he uses, the coffee that he buys from me, mm-hmm. it goes through a process where I barely use water. This is Christopher Ferran, who, for anyone who doesn't know, he, work, he works very closely with the Two Birds family. Um, in in a, about a month, we have somebody coming on the podcast who's working on her PhD at the moment on this specific thing where she can demonstrate that coffee production can happen with, I think it's one cup of water. Yes. Very little water for the whole crop. That would be amazing. So I use uh, yeah. So yeah. so when she's like once she's submitted her dissertation she's going to come and talk about it on the podcast. I'm really excited oh. for that because she and this is for a wash coffee. Okay. Wow. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm very interested in that for sure. So this is you, you know okay. when mm-hmm. when we have these problems and you know this whole series is about how challenging it is to solve these problems. These solutions come from not just the people who are experiencing this. You've got Christopher who is on the consuming end of the supply chain. You've got this person who is, yes, she's at origin, but she's a scientist, right? Well, like it, it's all of these people who are contributing to solving a problem, but these are really, really serious problems. It's a very serious problem for, for the world, not right. for just for Guatemala. This is a global problem and we need to solve it at origin. Yep. You cannot... What are you gonna do with the plastic? It's amazing because there's I know that there's people picking it up from mm-hmm. the ocean, rivers. That's amazing. But that is not the solution. That's no. just like a band-aid, you know. And and it sounds like these are problems that just make a producer's life super, super much harder than it needs to be. Which leads me to the next thing that we're gonna talk about. And uh Guys, I just want to, before we enter this, we are going to tell a story of something that's happening. We're going to tread very careful for legal reasons uh, and we are going to be using terminology that um, just be patient with us with regards to the way that we describe this story. Now, when when we're talking about life being difficult as a coffee producer, um, deforestation is something that keeps coming up in in conversations with legislation and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But then as coffee producers, your community is really important. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. Tell us the story that you want to share with us. Um, I, have, I have never had a problem with in 45 years, you know, mm-hmm. with that, any, any neighbors. Mm-hmm. There's no, I don't never had a problem with anybody. I have mm-hmm. never used a lawyer, except when I got married, I needed a lawyer to sign the papers. And I I think that was the last time I used a lawyer. <laughs> yeah. I'm living in Guatemala and I'm doing all the things that I think are the right thing, blah, 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 the whole right. thing, you know, trying to do my best here. And all of a sudden, my neighbor 
decides decides to invent that part of my farm is his. So yes, you heard that right, folks. The neighbor just decided to encroach yeah. on. How do you? Well, I think we're supposed to say something. Allegedly, uh, well, encroached on the two birds farm and just took it. Yeah, he he uh, just did a like a map, a little thingy, you know. But uh, his farm on on both sides, mm-hmm. and just went through my farm. He cut that, cut down everything that was there. Deforested for all intents and purposes. And what did he do uh, with that land? No, not, now we are into a legal situation with this But guy he built a road. He built something, right, didn't he? He wanted a road. So yeah. it was a road for he him. He just decided. He, he just decided that in that place, we are going to do a road. And it was his place, you know. And it happened in two days. <laughs> it happened one time, and I'm like, what are they doing? So I called the lawyer and I called my brother and I asked, what do I do, right? Yeah. The next day, the morning, they did that in the next part. They never stopped. So I had to, now I have uh, armed guards at the farm for the first time in 13 years. I have I, I don't know what to do with a gun. I, I, I don't know. Mm. I, I'm just like one of those people, okay? Like I have never been, I don't, I don't like them, mm-hmm. but also I am afraid of them a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm with you there. It, it is not my part of me. Yeah. So I have never had armed people, uh, armed guard, armed guards mm-hmm. at the farm, but now I have six because wow. just because of the legal situation that we are in, uh, we cannot let them inside the house, the, the farm. Right, mm. so they are not going to. If I say you cannot come in, and I don't have any guards, they are just going to come in. So now I have guards, and I'm in that this legal battle, proving that the <laughs> that the that piece of land inside the farm is mine. I mean, it's hard enough to run a business, anyway, and then when people start taking and stealing like cutting down trees and and things that even at that level the whole deforestation side of it from a conservation perspective is is just shitty but then when they're doing it stealing your land and building a road because they just want to allegedly yeah and then yeah it's just it's just uh, the and the and we were we were talking before about the trash and mm-hmm. and this organization and no authority in Guatemala. Mm-hmm. It travels right that 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 um, way of living yep. travels to person that is allowed. He he allowed himself to do this because he knows that I, that he maybe he thought I was not going to do anything. Yeah, I was going to let it happen, right? And there's no authority either. You cannot just call the police and the police is going to stop this guy. They are afraid of them. The police is actually afraid of these people. Wow. Which is why you've got armed guards. Yeah. Yeah. What does and it... What, and the on. armed guards are going to be there just until we... Uh, uh, how you do you settle? Say that? You, I, I settle. You finalize everything. 
find that uh -huh. when everything is is proven and everything, I'm gonna build my fence again. And the guys at your own expense. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, how confident are you that this alleged person that's doing this alleged thing isn't going to pay off people? Like, how how do you, as a business owner, like approach something like this with optimism, knowing the way that the system works? Um, I there's nothing I can do. There's there's so that's another podcast, right, <laughs> on its own. You know, the lack of um ju justice, yeah, the lack of authority, the lack of everything. Um, I am not totally positive that I'm going to solve this. I, but my, according to my lawyer, mm -hmm. she, uh, she's very, she says 90%, she's 90% sure that we can prove and we can defend ourselves. So hopefully she's going to be, um, that, that person, you know, to, to help me. I really hope so because I mean, it is so hard to solve problems that happen every day when stuff like this turns up for a business owner. It's it's not so much, even though the money that you have to throw at something like this is hard. Yeah. It's the mental, the way that this mentally taxes you. What's it, it, that, it that been like for you, if you don't mind sharing? No, I don't. I, I It has, it was, at the, the, the moment that it happened, I didn't know, I was shocked. I mm -hmm. didn't know how to react, you know. I didn't know, um, so I called my brother, and I because he he lives there, right? right. He has lived what Malawi his life. So I call him, and he's like, "You need to do this right this minute. You need to uh, have these people armed." I told you this was gonna happen to you. I all this stuff because he thinks that I'm. I should be armed. Well, he's armed, you right. know. He has guards everywhere. Uh, and he personally, he carries a gun, you know. So um, he wanted me from the beginning to be that person, but I'm right. not. So, and uh, it, it was awful. It was just awful. We, my husband and I, we didn't talk about anything else for a month. Right. How are we going to do this? Now what? what is happening? You know, figuring it out what to do. And, and who are you going to trust? What lawyer can you trust to do yeah. a better job? You in know? a corrupt in a society. Yeah. Well, and the worst part about something like this, in my experience, is it changes you. It changes the way that you then start doing Absolutely. business. That is so sad. Absolutely. That That's is the part tough. that really, really, it hurts me. Mm. You know, it's absolutely, I have, I have to change. I, I have to. You know, yeah. my, my now is I don't trust that anybody yeah and i'm really sorry that you experienced that and i know and i can really empathize with that you feel like you're losing a part of like yeah. a, 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 the innocence <laughs> of like your soft heart right like you you end up fe feeling like okay i've got to not be so so soft and so naive about this but i don't want to change that part of myself because it, i mean yeah. anna you're a beautiful human it's a part of what makes you so beautiful that you have faith in people
and that you show up for people and that you have integrity. This is a part of what is just such a big part of your family. So for that to be challenged and for somebody else, I mean, they have, I don't know what's the word, they've they've, uh, abused you. They've they've yeah. uh, they've taken advantage of your softness and they've taken it for themselves, and they have damaged uh, yeah. a part of you. Yeah. And I'm sorry that that's happened. But again, yeah. folks, this is this is demonstrating yeah. how really hard it is for producers to solve some of these problems. Yeah, and and it teaches you stuff also. You know, in in a positive way, you can say, um, you know, people see it. You know, it was it was like an example because mm-hmm. the workers at the farm, for example, they were like they didn't know how to ask me what was happening oh. because it, because it's a thing, right? So it's, I cannot hide what is happening. It's not a secret. Yeah, <laughs> you see it every single day that you're going through there. You know, mm-hmm. you see it. So they they at the end, maybe a month after that, they asked me, you know. What is happening? Did you sell that p- the piece of land, or did you give them permission to do this, mm. or why are why are they here now? Right. Mm-hmm. So I explained and I said what it was happening. So they they know that I'm going to a lawyer, and then I have to go to court, and they have to you know there's going to be a person, a judge, and everything. And they they need to ne- learn also that you can do that. You cannot just take it empowers the them. It to stand up them. for themselves. Yeah, it, it, because in Guatemala is who's the strongest, who's the right? richest, who's the. I'm gonna hit you do, do, two, two times. Mm-hmm. They take justice into their own hands, like he, this guy did. I mean, that's what he wanted. That so he did. He it. just took it. He wanted it. He took it. Yeah. And I'm that so happens. Sick of this behavior. I know. I, I, that happens a lot, and mm. it happens everywhere in Guatemala. It's like the yeah, there's no justice. There's no you know. It happens far more than we talk about it. It happens yes. in America. It happens in Australia. It happens here in the Middle East. It happens everywhere, and we don't so- talk about it as people who ha- do have soft hearts, because we like to keep thinking about the world as. In a in a positive way, we like to keep seeing the best in people. Yeah, uh, there's no the the crime against women in Guatemala is mm-hmm. probably one of the worst countries in the world. It's just the behavior against women is abominable. It's wow. awful, awful, and nobody knows about it because they think that they're never they're not going to be defended. They mm-hmm. they are. They are the victims, but they know that justice in Guatemala doesn't exist. So, and so why why are they going to go and spend money on a lawyer and or and be uh, humiliated the, in public? Uh, and uh, so yeah. people don't don't how do you say that when people it's, don't they don't um, stand up for themselves? They yeah they don't they there's no record of their the crime. Yeah, in so Mexico. In Mexico, they're standing up a lot for this. They call it femicide. Yes. And yeah. there's a Mexico, lot of protesting. Lot yeah. Again, say again, please. And Mexico is doing a, a is doing a lot better with this. They were really bad a few a few mm. years ago, but they are doing so much better. Women are talking about it. They are fighting, protesting. They, 
ya. In Guatemala, we are not at that level yet. I hope it starts to happen soon because it's, uh, you know, it's there's the, with the Me Too movement and things like that, it's been something that has layers have been started to shave off this problem, yeah. but it's still not fixed. It's not even no. close to being fixed, no matter where it is. So, uh, you know, a really interesting thing on that. I, I know that people might be thinking, well, Lee, you're in the Middle East. Like now I live in the Middle East and, you know, women are treated really badly apparently here in the Middle East. Folks, I uh, want you to know something just because we're talking about the way that women are treated. Here in the Middle East, and I'd, I'd love to hear what you think about this, they have different sections. If there's seating, they have women's area. And they don't call the other part for men, but they have a separate area for women nope. if the women want to sit separate from the men. Okay. And here, they they don't do it because they're protecting the men. They're doing it out of respect to the women. If the women want to have space, yep. they are carving out a space for women not to be hassled by anybody. And I've got to tell you, it's glorious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how would you feel if you had a space that was just separated out for women so that they could get a like their own area to just be respected awesome wouldn't that be nice awesome yeah <laughs> i i one of the things that I, I remember when we moved here we, we moved we were in Wate, um my daughter Ana Maria mm-hmm. uh was visiting Mm-hmm. But she stayed because she was in between jobs. Mm-hmm. So she stayed with us for, for a few months. Mm-hmm. And we were walk. she was walking like she walks. I mean, first of all, she's gorgeous. Okay. Mm-hmm. She's super. And she has her shorts, her shorts on the, the top. And she was walking to a bar or something. And it was in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. And the men couldn't not harass her. Yeah. Right? Had to say something. They had to belittle her a little, you know, yeah. just on the until she would got fed up. So what she does now, when she's in Guatemala, she puts her she headphones, puts her headphones, and she concentrates on her music or whatever she's listening to, and ignores them, like totally ignores them. She feels safer that way. Mm-hmm. And every woman yeah. listening to this has has experienced it. Yes. Yes. And to the men who think that women feel flattered by it, Anna, do women feel flattered by being spoken to this way? It's awful. It's awful. Uh, On the contrary, you feel little. You feel ashamed. You feel embarrassed that you have shorts on. You know, you it's it's a shameful for a woman. Is absolutely uh, it destroys you. And you feel scared and yes. you feel unsafe and you're worried what that's going to escalate into. Now you get anxiety going outside or going out uh, by yourself. You get a little anxiety at home, you know. Yeah. You you get very scared. Yeah. So and that's a real. It's, it's a real thing. A real and, and thing. Whether it's in the middle of the day. Or it's at yeah. night. It really doesn't matter. You just don't know what a guy's going to do once he's cat calling you or saying anything to you. Uh, you know, there's been situations where men say something to you, you don't respond, you try to act like 
I'm not going to pay attention to this. And then they get angry with you because you didn't respond to them. So they come up to you. Yeah. That's what it has. It happened to me when I was younger, you know, yeah. and with what right, right? Yeah. This is, yeah. You don't have the right to, to be telling me anything. I don't know you. Yep. Yep. We have covered a lot in this episode. We've got one more episode to go. Um, and in this episode, we're going to end this series on a much like a kind of a positive note, which is the problems that coffee can solve. So join us in the next episode, folks. Peace, love and peanut butter. Have an amazing rest of your day. Thanks for tuning in, friends. There are two ways you can support this podcast. Firstly, become a paid member of our YouTube channel. Secondly, you can join our Patreon for as little as $3 a month. Both have options for exclusive ad-free content and early release content. Don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. The Daily Coffee Pro is produced by Map It Forward and the music you're listening to is called Run 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 off of my album Laundry After Midnight. To get older episodes of this podcast, as well as more information on Map It Forward, head to mapitforward.coffee. You can find links and more information in the show notes below.